Chapter 2 Through Lashrock Gorge After what felt like an eternity adrift in rubbish, the barge finally neared a less populated stretch of the Elkway River. There, tied to a rickety dock, was a small boat, unattended and seemingly forgotten. Wiley's eyes met Plo's, and without a word, they knew what had to be done. With a nimble leap, Wiley landed on the dock, his boots making a soft thud on the weathered wood. Jack, still in mouse form, scampered down Plo's arm and onto the dock, darting into the boat to scout for any signs of danger. Plo, taking a moment to gauge the distance, launched himself off the barge. The dock groaned under his weight but held firm. With a quick slice of his blade, Wiley cut the boat's tethers, setting it free. Wiley took the oars, his arms pulling in a steady rhythm as Plo used his webbed hands to steer. The boat glided silently up the Elkway River, the dark water reflecting the scant moonlight. Ahead, the silhouette of a watchtower loomed, a lone guard visible against the night sky. They all held their breath. The silence bore the weight of uncertainty, a suspended sword awaiting its fall. Plo, drawing upon his training as an acolyte of peace, whispered an incantation under his breath, a prayer to Uton for safe passage. As they passed under the watchtower, the guard seemed to look directly at them, but then turned away, perhaps attributing the faint sound of oars to his imagination. Or perhaps it was Plo's prayer at work. Whatever the cause, they'd now made it through, undetected. The boat continued its silent journey, the looming cliffs of Lashrock Gorge now visible in the distance. Beyond that lay Felspite Forest, the first true test of their newfound alliance. As the boat coasted further up the Elkway River, the atmosphere grew tense. They were now entering a region known for rougher waters, both literally and due to raiders originating from the nearby Orkish settlement of Grobblegar. The landscape around them seemed to echo this sense of danger. To the south, the craggy elevations known as the Jagged Steps led toward Orc territory, while to the north, the ominous features of the Sleeper's Spine and the Deadfang Pits lay at the feet of the towering Mount Jern. Above it all, the pillar of rock known as Godreach Bluff seemed to pierce the heavens, as if challenging the gods themselves. We should aim for Arrowhead Gap, Wiley whispered, his eyes scanning the dark waters and the shadowy banks. If we make it through without drawing attention, we can rest at Camp Twist. Plo nodded, his eyes never leaving the river ahead. They had successfully avoided Olo's folly, the notorious whirlpool that had claimed many an unwary traveller. But the dangers were far from over. Wiley's hands tightened on the oars, his knuckles white. Jack, sensing the heightened tension, remained unusually still, his tiny eyes darting around as if expecting an ambush at any moment. This was orc territory, after all, and he knew his adoptive father held a vehement disgust for the creatures, thanks to several past encounters with their particular brand of barbarism. Wiley had even learned a bit of their guttural language after spending almost a year in captivity as a young half-ilf, before plotting and pulling off a daring, bloody escape that left him with several scars, some visible, but most not. The boat entered Arrowhead Gap, the cliffs of Lashrock Gorge towering above them like ancient sentinels. The river here was narrow, the current swift. Every sound seemed amplified, 
the splash of the oars, the creak of the boat, even their own breathing. Plo found himself silently reciting yet another prayer to Uton, asking for protection and guidance. His eyes were drawn to the dark shapes that flitted between the trees on both banks. Were they just nocturnal animals? Or something more sinister? Just as they were about to exhale in relief, believing they had navigated the most perilous part of their journey, dark figures materialised atop the cliffs of Arrowhead Gap. Moonlight glinted off drawn bows, and guttural voices broke the night's silence. The tension in the boat became a palpable force, as if the very air had thickened. Stop! Boat! Come! Shore! Now! The command was barked from above, the voice coarse as a rusted chain. Wiley's eyes met Plo's, and in that moment, a silent understanding passed between them. They were sitting ducks in this narrow stretch of water, and the orcs had the high ground. Fighting was not an option. Wiley raised his hands in a gesture of surrender, but kept his voice steady. Look, we're just starting out. Got nothing worth taking. But let us go now, and when we come back through, we'll be loaded with treasures from Felspite Forest. Wait for that, and you'll get a much bigger haul. The orcs grumbled among themselves, their lack of sophistication making it hard for them to grasp the concept immediately. Finally, the one who seemed to be the leader growled, You come back with more stuff, yes? Wiley nodded, doing his best to look sincere. He answered in orcish to further sway them. Absolutely. You'll get your pick of the loot. Just let us pass now. The orc leader seemed to consider this, his eyes narrowing suspiciously. Then, with a grunt, he lowered his bow and answered in his own tongue. Fine, go. But we see you again. You better have stuff. Or else. Wiley forced a smile, his heart still pounding. Deal. You won't regret it. As they rode away, the weight of their narrow escape settled over them. Wiley's quick thinking had saved them, but at the cost of a future confrontation, they had no intention of honouring. The boat slipped through the dark waters, the tension from their encounter with the orc bandits still hanging in the air. Wiley kept his eyes on the river ahead, but his mind was racing. He had talked their way out of a tight spot, but the orcs would be waiting for their return. That was a problem for another day, though. Finally, the boat nudged against the muddy banks of Camp Twist, a secluded clearing known to offer a modicum of safety for travellers daring to venture through this perilous region. The remnants of a recent fire were still smouldering in a pit at the centre of the clearing, but whoever had been here had moved on. The place was empty, a small pocket of calm in a world of chaos. We made it, Wiley announced, a note of relief in his voice as he secured the boat to a nearby tree. We should rest up. Tomorrow's leg of the journey won't be a walk in the park. Plo nodded, his massive frame settling into a spot near the dying embers. Rest is a fleeting luxury in these times, he rumbled, his voice tinged with a weariness that went beyond mere physical exhaustion. Wiley began to unroll a worn blanket and then paused, a smirk forming on his lips. Before we get too comfortable... You should know. Jack's bedtime routine is a bit... theatrical. Before Plo could inquire further, Jack's form began to shimmer and expand. His tiny mouse body elongated, scales sprouting across his skin until they covered him entirely. His limbs thickened, talon-like fingers sprouted, 
and a long, thin tail unfurled. Sharp horns crowned his head, and his eyes transformed into a piercing emerald green. No wings, but every inch of him screamed dragon. Plo's eyes widened. I've read about dragon folk, but never thought I'd meet one. Wily chuckled. Yeah, well, life's full of surprises. Found him as an egg, actually. Won it in a game of bones with some dog folk. Thought it that of a large bird as they'd surmised. Went to eat it one morning, when he inconveniently decided to hatch. And out came the cutest little onyx dragonling. Now I had two mouths to feed. Plo noticed one of Jack's hands, withered and skeletal. What happened there? Wiley sighed. Kid couldn't control his acidic breath when he was younger. Accidents happen. Plo looked from Wiley to Jack. We all bear the marks of our past, it seems. Wiley grinned. Speak for yourself. I'm practically flawless. Jack, now fully transformed, let out a yawn. Flawless? You tripped over a route yesterday and blamed it on treacherous terrain. Wiley shot him a look. That route had it out for me. As they settled into their makeshift camp, the tension of the day seemed to lift ever so slightly. The night was dark and full of the sounds of the wilderness, but for a brief moment they found a pocket of peace. Jack's eyes grew heavy, and as he finally closed them, he felt himself drift into a dreamlike state. The world around him transformed. He found himself standing in a surreal, ethereal forest. The air was thick with a sense of melancholy, and the colours were muted, as if he were inside a painting. Before him stood a majestic tree, its branches gnarled and leaves wilting, as if it were in the last throes of life. Nestled within the branches was a pale, elven woman. Her eyes met his, and they were pools of forlorn longing. Her gaze seemed to pierce through him, as if asking for something he couldn't quite understand. Just as he felt a pull toward her, a shadow began to creep across the sky, darkening the world around him. Jack's eyes snapped open, jolted awake by the unsettling vision. The smell of cooking food filled the air. Wiley was already up, tending to a fire, flipping something on a makeshift grill. Plo was still drawn into his shell, his snores reverberating within its confines. Jack shook his head, trying to dispel the remnants of the dream, but the image of the elven woman and the dying tree clung to him. It filled him with an inexplicable sense of urgency, a feeling that something significant lay ahead, something that was inexorably tied to their journey. For now, though, the immediate concerns of the waking world beckoned. Breakfast was on the fire, and another day of perilous travel awaited them. As they pushed off from the banks of Camp Twist, the boat glided smoothly through the water, propelled by Plo's powerful strokes. The river led them around Gooseneck Bend, its winding course taking them past the undulating landscapes of the Talongrasp Hills. Soon, they reached Fort Rubicon, its imposing walls and watchtowers, a stark reminder that they were nearing the edge of civilised lands. Last outpost of the human realm, Wiley muttered, eyeing the fort as they passed. Beyond here, it's all trappers and hunters, frontiersmen and fugitives, most of them hole up in Timberfell. After that, it's the untamed wild. Plo's normally glacial pulse quickened. He was returning to the land of his kind, after years away studying in the monasteries of the Utonian monks, learning about and worshipping their powerful deity.
The river carried them further, and as they moved, the landscape began to change. The hills gave way to denser foliage, the trees growing taller and more imposing. Finally, they reached the canopy of the Hushed Pass, the entrance to Felspite Forest. The name was apt, an uncanny quiet enveloped the area, as if the forest itself were holding its breath. The river's churn softened to a gentle murmur, and the leaves of the towering trees sighed softly, their whispers steady and unbroken. Despite the hidden dangers that lurked in the shadows, the clean, gentle wind and the rich smell of damp earth were almost intoxicating. Breathing in the crisp air felt like a jolt of electricity to the lungs, and the taste of the wet earth seemed to hang on the tongue. For Jack, this felt like home. His scales seemed to shimmer with a newfound vibrancy, and his eyes, those deep emerald pools, took in the forest as if seeing it for the first time. His affinity for nature made this wooded wilderness resonate with something deep within him, something primal and pure. Yet, the tranquility of the hushed pass was a double-edged sword. Its quiet beauty masked the ever-present dangers that haunted these woods. Wild beasts that stalked the underbrush, lawless bandits who made their hideouts in the forest's dark recesses. Wiley, Plo, and Jack knew they had to tread carefully, to respect the hush that gave this pass its name. As they glided further into the forest, each was lost in his own thoughts, contemplating the journey that lay ahead and the challenges it would surely bring. But for now, they moved in harmonious silence, as if in deference to the forest itself, their boat a mere whisper on the water. Just as they were settling into the forest's tranquil embrace, a sudden malevolent whistle cut through the air, before anyone could react, a vicious black arrow shot out from the trees, its trajectory unerring. With a sickening thud, it lodged itself deep into Jack's chest. His eyes widened in shock, his scales losing their luster as he clutched at the arrow. Wiley and Plo turned toward him, their faces etched with horror and disbelief. For a moment, time seemed to stand still, the forest holding its breath along with them. 